How's it going, everyone? And welcome to ATL 15 with me, Mark Cochran, where I will give you all the information you need to know on Atlanta sports in 15 minutes or less. I know last week, first episode, a little bit long. This one, I'll try and keep it there, but, you know, who knows? We got a lot that we got to get to, although maybe not quite as much as last week because there's no Braves talk this week because the season's over and that's all we need to say about that, but not quite as bad as last week, a lot of uh, negatives last week, probably the worst week in Atlanta sports history, and this week, not quite as bad, so we're going to get started though with some of the bad, got to start with the Atlanta Falcons, Falcons lost the Rams 37-10 to at home, and it was, uh, you know, another embarrassing one. To the uh, to the L.A. Rams, Falcons now one and six on the season. Five losses in a row. Four of those losses have been by double digits. The defense was just completely torched and have now gone four straight games without a sack. The offense was just crushed as well. Matt Ryan was sacked five times and hit nine more times, and then on the fifth sack, actually knocked him out of the game with a right ankle sprain. And he's now not been practicing this week, but still has a chance to start on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. That game will be at 1 p.m. at home. Um, If he's not able to go, Matt Schaub will get the start. Matt Ryan hasn't missed a game since December of 2009, nearly 10 years ago. So he's been a workhorse for this Atlanta Falcons team and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So... You better hope that he's able to uh, able to show up because if he's not there, it's going to be a tough game, that's for sure. But uh, So his status is a little bit in question, but there is a key player for the Falcons who will not be suiting up on Sunday, and that's wide receiver Mohamed Sanu. He was traded to the Patriots for a second-round pick in the 2020 draft. Falcons really seem to be throwing in the towel on a once-promising year. They saw... At the beginning of the year, they you know they saw themselves with Ryan at quarterback, and then at wide receiver they had Sanu, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones, one of the best wide receiver groups in the in the entire league, at least on paper. And then Devontae Freeman at running back. I mean, it was a solid look to the offense. You know, Dan Quinn just not performing the way the Falcons and the fans were really wanting him to this year, and he's I would say he's probably starting to sizzle. Um, on his little hot seat, and it's just probably a matter of time now before the Falcons and Arthur Blank make a move. So uh, we're moving on to one of the positive Atlanta franchises right now, Atlanta United. They beat the New England Revolution one to nothing, and uh, you know it wasn't pretty, but survive in advance. That is pretty much the moniker for Atlanta United at the moment, because it was it was not a great game. It was sloppy, unimpressive. Um, the first round of the playoffs on Saturday afternoon at home. Um, the one nothing win, though, hey, it was enough to get them the win, and now they're going to face Philadelphia on Thursday at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. That'll be the second round of the playoffs. The game, you know, the game looked pretty rough for United for most of the match until Franco Escobar. Playoff Franco came through in the 70th minute. He took a beauty of a pass from Ezekiel Barco and blasted an upper 90 finish 
just right past Revolution's keeper to give Atlanta their first and only goal of the match. Escobar continues to be the hero for Atlanta in the playoffs as he now has three goals in six postseason matches. The biggest of those was, of course, the winner in the MLS Cup last season. There was a scary moment, however, near the end of the near the end of the match. It was in stoppage time when Captain Michael Parker dislocated his shoulder, and he had to leave the match in what looked like lots of pain. His status is not known at this time, but the injury looked pretty bad, and I believe he is not expected to play, at least not in this next match. And he now joins Miles Robinson, who injured his hamstring playing for the U.S. men's national team as key pieces to go down at the worst possible time for Atlanta. It looks like Jeff Lorenowicz could replace Parkhurst in that central defense position, but the bottom line is Atlanta continues to defend their cup as the number two seed in the East and will seek to keep their crown against Philadelphia in round two on Thursday. So a couple of big matchups there. Or a big matchup there for Atlanta United coming up. Moving on to college football. Georgia beats Kentucky 21 to nothing. They improved to 6-1 on the season. The game, though, the game, it was rough. It's a good way to describe it. You know, the weather, of course, is kind of the biggest story, and it was brutal. I was in Athens for the game, and everyone was just miserable. I mean, it was sitting at about a about 50 degrees or so most of the day with varying winds and just constant rain, just constant driving rain. And the game ended up showing those effects as well. As both teams sludged around Sanford Stadium for about 30 minutes of scoreless ball, because halftime was 0-0, well, in the third, Georgia finally broke through for two scores thanks to an incredible second half for DeAndre Swift, who scored twice and finished the game with 179 rushing yards, including a huge 39-yard touchdown to start the scoring in the third. Even though uh, they got some things together in the end offensively to win 21-0 over the Wildcats, it doesn't really look all that promising for the Bulldogs. For the talent they possess, this should look uh, they should look much, much better offensively. Team says they're fine, of course. Kirby says he's not concerned. And, you know, something like that, you expect that. But it's a little tough to hear when everyone else can see that there's something wrong going on. The past few games, the offense seems to be getting worse instead of better, especially in the first half of games. And really, other than the Arkansas State game, Georgia has struggled offensively at the beginning of every single game. Now, most of them, they were able to take advantage of lesser teams and got the chance to pull ahead in the second half. Notable exception, of course, being South Carolina, where they were defeated in embarrassing fashion a couple of weeks ago. You'd think that that loss would wake them up somewhat for the Kentucky game, but the results mirrored all of the others. Um, of course, the weather it was a factor, but, you know... You still kind of want to see a little bit more from them. Fortunately, though, they were able to pull out the win. And now it's just a question of how much longer will they be able to get away with this. One more loss, and there goes your hope for a playoff spot. And it only gets harder from here. Next weekend, they're off. you got to buy this week. But then they play number 7, Florida. 
then Mizzou, then number nine Auburn, then A&M, and then finish it out with Georgia Tech. And I do not think they will survive that schedule if this continues. Moving on to Georgia Tech, they finally got a big win. They beat Miami 28-21 in overtime and are now 2-5 on the season. They snapped a four-game skid with the impressive overtime victory down in Miami. It was a strange game, though. In the first quarter, Miami fumbled, fumbled near their goal line, and Tech recovered it for, the first, uh, for their first defensive touchdown of the year and took an early 7-0 lead. Later in the first quarter, while trailing Miami 14-7, Tech ran a fake punt pass that actually went for a touchdown to tie the game. Near the end of the game, though, is when it starts to pick up a little bit, Miami missed a field goal that would have given them the lead, and it was their second miss of the game. Then, with about 30 seconds to go, Miami was lining up for a potential game winner when Georgia Tech was able to block it and send the game to overtime. Kicking game, a little bit of a rough patch for the Hurricanes with three altogether um, unconverted field goal attempts. In overtime, Tech got the ball to start and marched right down for the score. Miami gets their turn. They eventually faced fourth and four from the eight-yard line with the game on the line. The pass went for four yards, but it was then reviewed, and they ruled that he was actually down at the five instead of the four. No first down, ball game over, and the Jackets get their second victory. Running back Jordan Mason was amazing, finishing the game with 141 yards and a touchdown. This was a huge win for Tech, who uh, won in de- who were in desperate need of something positive after just a miserable start to this 2019 season. They will have a bye as well as the Bulldogs do next week, and then they will travel to take on Pitt the following week. And then the last thing we'll talk about real quick today, Georgia State defeated Army 28-21. to They are now 5-2 and on the season, a much better year than a lot of people were expecting from the Panthers. And they pulled out a big win over Army um, on the back of quarterback Dan Ellington, who threw for 232 yards and three scores in the victory. They were tied at halftime, 14 all, but they were able to take the lead for good in the fourth and finished with an interception to end the game. One issue, though, for the Panthers was losing leading tackler Ed Kearney, who injured his leg and is now questionable. Um, as we continue on in the Sunbelt Conference, the Panthers currently sit second in the East at five and two, two and one in conference, and they're just below undefeated App State. Next up for the Panthers, they host three and three Troy on Saturday at seven p.m. And then just real quick, the Hawks season begins on Thursday. They are traveling to Detroit to take on the Pistons at seven. PM. So that does it for this episode of ATL 15. This has been Mark Cochran. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure and tune in next week for all of your latest information on Atlanta sports in 15 minutes or less. Have a great week.